Hey, Brandon. Hey, Alan. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the Dice Over Everything companion podcast where we choose a bunch of topics and talk about them for as long as the dice decide. All right, so since this is a hobby podcast, how about we start off with what have you been doing for the hobby this week? One minute. How sounds like sounds like you've been doing nothing. <laughs> the dice knows you've been doing nothing. It, or maybe it knows yeah, me. It's, it's prescient for sure. So uh, I guess I'll keep it short and sweet. Uh, I've been working on some bases. So I think before I mentioned uh, that I've been working on uh, the Infinity, um, my new Hack Islam um, Assassins. Mm-hmm. And so I've just been trying to get ahead and like complete a number of bases for them uh, so with so a desert attach- kind of Badlands kind of look. So you're going to attach the guys to the bases after you do the basing or? Um, generally, I do it after, like, I, I, while I'm painting the model, I put them onto the actual base. But if I don't have them ready, I'll put them on a different base and then transfer them over. But I don't like doing that. So generally, I just attach them to the actual base that they will be, they will, they will be on. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I talked about bases a few weeks ago for just bulk painting mm-hmm. 52 at once. But this week I've yep. been painting some D&D minis for using in Frostwave. But nice. I've been prepping them, and because they're just like imps and quasits from there that like will uh-huh. represent imps and minor demons in Frostgrave, usually yep. like the, the Nolzer stuff requires a fair bit of cleaning. You can't even see like the lines. So I'm just like, I'm hardly going to clean this up at all because even the mold lines are so tiny. Or maybe they're just well done, but the mold lines are fairly so, le- are so unnoticeable because they're like half an inch tall or less. Yeah, that's cool. So, so great. Save. Anyhow. All right. So now that that's out of the way, let's talk about questions. So the first question I have is. Um, No. Is it is this also hard to read like last week? No, no. I numbered them them wrong. Okay. Um so I don't know if you know this. This is a little while back now, since uh, I made this question a while ago. Uh, but uh Games Workshop had this rule in for for uh Warhammer forty thousand, right? There was apparently this issue with their rules that uh, if a unit was on the other side of a building where you know there's a barrier on the building, right? Um, the normal rules mean that you have to get within one inch to fight the guy, right? to fight the unit. But because there was terrain in the way, right, as in the uh, building, mm-hmm. uh, you couldn't get within one inch. Oh, like they right? sold because, they sell walls and stuff like that, but they may be too yeah, wide to so, even do it. Yeah, so because you have to place the model where they actually are. If you put your models away from the edge of the building, mm-hmm. uh, farther enough away where uh, you that far enough away from the, the ledge where uh, where it's more than an inch to the other side of the building, but it's not enough for a person to put their model there, you couldn't fight that unit from that wall. It so was that was screw- screwed all the close combat armies. Yes, that's what they said. So they changed it so that. You have a two-inch. There's now a. T- you could while inside a building only. You could fight two inches away. But what about walls? Aren't there lots of like walls they sell, or this is just for buildings? No, no, no. Anyhow, this is, anyway. So this is just a preamble for it. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to understand and the question. And then, 
Yeah, that is the question. Uh, and then they realized that that created more problems than it solved. So then I think just recently, I guess it's not that recent anymore, but like maybe it's a month ago, uh, they had to change it back. So that because they're like, this rule was obviously bad. Um, Mm -hmm. So the question is, how much is too much errata and how much should errata be play tested? Maybe maybe the, the question should be how much should... How much should errata be playtested before it's released? Now, that's an obvious question. Let's just say how much is too much errata in okay. terms of how often should errata be released. Five minutes. So we can go all into to a bunch of different things about it. Yeah, so I guess the ideal is you don't want too much errata anyhow. Because most people who read the rules, Infinity goes to play a lot of Infinity, where you're like, oh, but what if I do this corner case thing? And then you have yeah. to go check the errata. But you're like, do I need to check the errata? Like, because it's errata. You don't even know if the rules should be altered. Mm-hmm. So, like with GW, obviously, they don't have a living rule book. They have, you buy the you buy that edition and it stays there. So they need errata. Yeah. Obviously, we've yeah. talked about this before. And living rule books are just better. Because then it eliminates yeah. the need for errata. And they need to know that there is errata. Well, but, you, you still need to list that something has changed, right? Yeah, because the people who change own hard that. copies of the book, or yeah. just if things change, so people can know that that thing is changing, being like, oh, I have to go read the whole yeah. rule book again every once in a while. But across two pages, I'm, I'm thinking more like a page length of errata. This is probably what mm-hmm. the thought is. And obviously I, that also depends on the size yeah. of the game. But I think anything beyond five pages of errata is getting to be you like need a new edition. Really friggin' annoying because I could read five pages in like ten minutes maybe by skimming it, not really uh-huh. reading it, and feel like I didn't waste a crap load of time. But once it goes beyond that, it's now like trying to learn a whole new set of rules, and that yeah, it should just be in the rule book and just be a new edition. Yeah, so I'm thinking five pages for like. For a main, for like a lifestyle game, like some game that takes two hours, or could take two hours, reasonably, yeah. I'm thinking five pages is my tops. Okay. I was thinking about the question more of like, how often are mm-hmm. they going to be releasing Arata, right? Relative to, to the question. Like, So yeah. I guess I'll answer that, and then maybe you can go, if we have time, we, we'll just circle back and talk about that as well, right? Yeah, I think I, think I can um, relate those two together, but yeah. Yeah, so... To me, I guess the the issue with GW is I think they're releasing Errata every like release cycle, which is like I think it's like two months. So are they Errata two months? Are they Errataing the Errata, or are they just adding? Yeah, the they just did right. They, they, yeah, that, that they one released yes. this that like Errata that of... changed things, and they had to change it back right after mm-hmm. like three or three months or something like that. So I feel like they're pushing it. They're they're releasing it so often, which in some ways is good, right? You know, the, the idea is that you're constantly patch it, right? But these are not video games, mm-hmm. right? So it's a little bit more analog and slower, and especially even if they were video games, you you need to play test your errata. So you need to give yourself enough lead time that you can actually test the errata to make sure it makes sense before you just push it out. So like there's some people that want to make it like video games where they where they have a patch every month or something like that, that or every two weeks right that's way too much that kind of cycle only works in the video game kind of cycle 
uh, of people playing, right? Because in general, because there's so much more to this hobby, people are only playing it every week usually is normal. And if, uh, like some people are obsessed about it, they'll play it every day, right? Uh, if they have a, you know, especially if they're in their 20s and <laughs> they go home and they play with their buddies that we're, they're living with, right? That kind of thing. But most people, I feel like, play it every week kind of thing, right? Maybe twice a week. Uh, if they play it a weekday and week weeknight, so uh, so weekend. So you need to give enough time for things to play test, and you also need to play test it yourself. So I feel like once every quarter is probably the maximum you want to release errata, and you definitely want to be more. Uh, to me, I feel like it's better to measure twice and cut once than just constantly churn to get it right, right? Like mm -hmm. Your constant churning to get it right works when you're playtesting new rules or in your playtesting phase, but once you release it out to the public, you cannot churn like that, even though that is technically the fastest way to find out the right the right balance, right? And make but, your players playtest it, yeah. Uh -huh. Yes, exactly. If you release it too quickly, you're making your players playtest it, and that really drives people crazy. Yeah, so relating my five pages of your route quickly back to the periodic thing, I think maybe yeah. if a game edition goes on for four years and say maybe in the first year they realize two pages of this errata, uh -huh. first year, that leaves them for like one more page of errata per year in that edition if they, to build up to that maximum five. Yeah. So like adding a whole new page of errata every year, maybe every half a year after the first year, they mm -hmm. can keep adding to then by that point if they add half a page every year or every year every six months they'll end up at that five so that yeah. by that by that standard i think every half a year and beyond that they've now half a year is, is too is, much every half a year is too much you think no, no beyond if they keep adding if they keep adding more oh, stuff okay. on and on yeah it's probably too much yeah That's i think ideally half what one every half year is probably good but if there is an issue i can see one every quarter right like if you're a little bit tighter or, or you're a little bit looser on your testing and you have more players mm -hmm. play test, then sure. But yeah. but I agree. I think ideally once every every six months is probably good. Yeah. Is the best average, if you can average, do it. But of course, average it out. yeah, yeah. But of course, you know, games. If you if you know if if they're not play tested well enough, let's say you didn't have lead time or whatever, you might need to do it every three months, and I think that's fine. Yeah. All right. Um. So, was that the last question, or do we have one more? No, we only done one in five, so. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, you got a question for us? Yep. So on the note of things that come out for the game, so with game companies, obviously the internet's the main way they preview stuff to you, but there's more mm -hmm. than one way they can preview stuff online. Like before, you might see things at cons and that, but for the most part, now you just expect to see all like the previews online. Huh? Do you prefer to see previews in like a just a bunch of photographs format, or do you like to see them as videos like for the first for the first preview of them? Okay, sure. Four minutes. So is this the last one? Yeah, four one five. So this is the last mm -hmm. question. All right. So for me personally, I like photographs. I actually don't like videos at all for previews. Um, I can see why people like them. Generally, when I watch videos, though, for, for stuff, I just listen to them while I do other stuff. It's I true. don't watch. Mm -hmm. And I think photos are much higher fidelity. Um, and, like, if I'm looking at it from a video, I often just pause it anyways just to get a good look, right? Yeah. So just having thing. a couple of 
just having a couple of good photos and different different uh different uh, uh angles is ideal for me it, it, to me it's a lot better at understanding what it is and then later on getting a 360 not even anything besides a 360 uh, mm-hmm. is what i generally like yeah because like people like the 360s so i guess the company is like oh people do want to see a video of this maybe we should make a whole video of the whole bunch of things and then we can talk yeah. over it and it becomes a whole thing but just in terms of like i said like you said like when you actually see the sculpt Normally, they don't just leave it on the screen for very long. You want to pause and like compare it to things yeah. and all that and like take it in. And they yeah. never leave it on the screen for long enough. So, like, it doesn't. And sometimes you don't want to see it for that long either. You're like, oh, I don't care about this at all. Or you're like, I, I don't like it. Next. Yeah. But in the video format, you're like, oh, it's still on the screen. So, yep. I feel like the video format, I, I understand why, because, like, in terms of the way people consume media these days, video is now king, right? Because I guess our bandwidths are long enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am. I wonder if even just miniature gamers in general are more into, you know, stills than video. Mm -hmm. Because, like, our games are, like, like, they're not dexterity games, or they're not time-based games, right? You you move them, you measure it out, you're very careful when you measure things out. Even the hobby portion of your painting, you're generally careful, because otherwise your your paint job will look crazy, right? So I feel like... In, in our hobby, it just makes sense to have 2Ds, even though, you know, for general media, I can see why videos, like, would be better to for general marketing. But to yeah. me, like, you need the photo somewhere. Maybe that's – maybe Instagram should be the way that people release things, right, as opposed to on YouTube. Or Facebook. To get yeah, media. Yeah. Because yeah, other than Instagram, when you think of sh- people, like, trying to encourage – the, the players to share stuff i think people are more inclined mm-hmm. to share videos because it seems like more substantial content than just sharing a bunch of pictures but yeah it's hard right because pictures are consumed can be consumed very quickly so whereas a video you you get their attention for a little bit longer and you can also show a bit of your personality but to me like if you have a video like i do enjoy watching videos for infinity for bostria who, who goes and, and speaks right but I, I i don't like that for uh just present presenting stills of like or presenting you know new material i like when he has value add right when he talks about the actual sculpt or the design or whatever like that as opposed to just being like here's this here's this here's this right and i can mm-hmm. understand why some people like it especially unboxing is a thing but that's not really for me or they kind of like add some of the story behind the character to it. Because yeah. I mean, they could put it in writing, but you're honestly probably going to skim past the writing just look at the pictures. So yeah. yeah, if there's more like bit more value than just like, oh, here, come look at this picture in the video. Like if they yeah. talk about some of the story progression in the game, or just or like, just the design process. I mm-hmm. love when they when he talks about the design process when he has the uh, 2D art and he talks about whatever kind of a uh, value add he can do there, where he just it goes into their thoughts about why they did it this way or, or this kind of thing. Yeah, because when you've got somebody who's actually involved in that process talking about it, it's yeah. like they can make it interesting because it's their experience. Yeah. Whereas if you read it in an article, it doesn't usually come off as animated so you're not as interested to read about the design process. So that is one plus of videos. Yep. <laughs> All right. So uh, I think that was four minutes, right? Yeah, that was ten. Yeah, ten right. I actually have more to say about that, but it's over. So I I think it's one of those things, just because 
you know, we're trying to get more content out and get more engagement, but you know, the time is time, so we got to stop talking about it. But mm-hmm. if you have questions about any of that kind of stuff, uh, why don't you give us uh, a question? Send it send it our way at uh, contact at diceovereverything.com. Yep, or find us on Facebook or Dice Over Everything. This has been Alan. Yeah, it's been Brandon. Bye.